Hi, I'm Sherry Fellow, the founder of Bloombase. And I'm Allison Lochran, Bloombase partner in crime. Welcome to the Power 2 podcast. On this podcast, you will hear women discussing how, when, and why they feel powerful, and when they don't, how to get there. Power 2 is personal power, the ability to choose our own states and behaviors. Our intent with this podcast isn't just to have a great conversation. Our intent is really to create a space that opens up possibilities and may even change behaviors. So welcome to Power 2. Welcome to the Power 2 podcast. We're excited to be back here again. And as always, thanks to Kent and the utility room. And thanks for all the feedback and comments and suggestions you're giving us about future topics. Super excited about starting the new year in this creative space. And uh, today, to start the year, Allison and I wanted to talk about a new year, same you, which is Mm -hmm. a little different than the headlines we've been saying, right, Allison? (laughs) That's right. And why it's important for us uh, to talk about this is because we really want this this conversation today to be about the power to own your space, the power to own you, wherever you are, however Mm -hmm. you are. And so today we're going to kick off that conversation and then have a guest or two talk about their their lens of that and what it means to them to own their space, own themselves in those spaces they show up in. And so, yeah, we're excited to get into this. What do you think, Allison? I love how you framed this conversation around New Year, Same You, because as we've talked through it and wanting to talk about this topic, I have had so many less graceful versions mm. <laughs> of what that concept is. It's so interesting that I find myself at this time of the year almost cringing at its coming because I know what's coming around it, that maybe that's my issue with New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as I've started to kind of unpack this, anticipating this topic. Yeah. Because this is, I will totally own this. This is my issue. When I first brought this up to Sherry, I was like, we've got to talk about this. And Sherry's like, well, maybe you Perhaps I feel strongly when you talk about that. <laughs> but I this. think we all relate to it. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, um, New Year, same you. What's that mean for you? So, what I understand about myself is that at this time of the year, all the messaging that from 1201 on January 1st becomes, it's time to diet, it's time to work out and change your body, it's time to do keto, it's time to rethink what you look like, what you're really, it's, it, I think really what's most impactful and what's most triggering for me is all the physical stuff is that you need to change. You need to be better. You need to look like this. You need to look different. You need to mold yourself, make yourself smaller. There's so many messages that we get bombarded with around this and that it's especially about your body mm-hmm. and that it's especially very gendered, mm-hmm. feels very gendered. This is my experience of it. And how do you want it to feel? Well, I'd love for the dawn of the new year not to be about all the ways I have to make myself smaller and all the ways that I'm not adequate. Mm-hmm. I'd like it to be about renewal, about revisioning, mm-hmm. about embracing the now. I mean, there's so many obviously different ways that you could mm-hmm. look at the new year. I think a lot of people sit in that space and assess and plan and think about what they want the year ahead to come, how they want that to look for themselves. But that onslaught of you're not enough Mm -hmm. is so visual. 
it feels like programming every year. So maybe that's the helpful frame is, so for example, those of you out there who love, like we said last time, New Year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that New Year, New Year is motivating for you, that all those messages that we're talking about today are motivating for you and don't land that way. That's great. We have Mm -hmm. no judgment around that. Use them. Uh, But for you— That's your fuel? Yeah. I love that. I love that fuel. Yeah. Use that fuel. Use that fuel. But I do think a lot of people, particularly women, but I've even heard some of my my clients say this, right? Our male clients struggle with the same thing. It's like a new year. There's all this expectation around it, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. versus just being able to, as you said, embrace it as a time to really look at what you want to accept, look at what choices you want to make. Like, no pressure— to conform or to be anything other than what you decide. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is for you? Is it just the lessening of that trigger? Is it more than that? That's a great question. I think that what I have been sort of poking around in in my head is that it is, the trigger is very much related to the physical aspect of it, that it feels very from the messaging I see, mm-hmm. it feels very targeted to your physical self. Okay. That I don't see a lot of commercials for post-its that you can use for your vision board. You know, while that is a culture around New Year's and planning, hmm. that the media and mm. the perception of what you should be doing around this time of the year is improving your body. Interesting. So here's a question I'm holding is I totally get what you're what you're saying. I do see those messages. I'm just noticing in myself, do I feel that same trigger or do I notice mm-hmm. it as much? Now that you say it, I feel myself getting <laughs> triggered around it. But I'm also, because I've been on these social media diets, that's mm-hmm. kind of the only diet I can really stick to. <laughs> um, and I don't really tune in and haven't for years to mainstream media or local news because I find it not helpful for me. But I also always have a struggle finding how can I still stay aware and engaged in the world around me. Mm -hmm. All that to say, I don't notice those triggers as much. I wonder if it's my own filtering system around it. It's a great question. Um, It's just an interesting observation for me because when we first talked about this, I was like, yes, we absolutely need to talk (laughs) about that. And and we do. Mm -hmm. I think it's an important space to cover, especially at the beginning of the year when there is so much bombardment of that kind of stuff. Well, you know, that's interesting because two things come up as you say that. And that is that I experience it outside of just media, too. Yeah. Um, Okay. Like a very common thing is when I was going to the gym a lot. Shout out to all the gym rats the first month after New Year's Day when you can't get on a machine and there's people who don't know how to work stuff Mm. everywhere. And you're just like, please just quit your resolutions so I can get back to my normal routine. (laughs) So the gym is packed full of people who want to like change their body. And just the other day we were having a conversation with someone who's like, well, I can't do that because I'm on Weight Watchers now. And, you know, Someone yeah. who, to the naked eye, we'd be like, is a lovely, fabulous-looking woman. And and everyone's like, oh, I'm, I'm low sugar. Oh, I'm doing a cleanse. I'm So that's all in the dialogue, That'll, too. And that triggers you. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And yeah. I will tell you exactly why it triggers me. Yeah. So now, and now I, and I'm understanding this, too. So as this was unfolding in my I'm thinking through this, is that because I was a fat kid uh-huh. and a fat teenager— 
that was and always has been an area of my life where I have felt extraordinarily powerless Mm. over my body and where my body fit into the world. And it, it like makes my heart beat faster just talking about it now and saying that out loud. That's hard. Yeah. 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 Because your frame, if I can, like repeat back to you, was the assumptions you're making around why everybody else is in the gym. Because that's your story, right? Mm -hmm. And you get to have your story. But it makes sense. And it it reminds me of being in that space when that was such a focus and such a judgment of what I felt like I didn't have control over. And I wasn't fitting a certain, maybe I wasn't good enough because I didn't look like that or my thighs were too big. And, you know, just all of that judgment on myself comes flooding back to me. Totally get it. To that really, really hard place that I stayed in so long. I totally get it. You're making me think of how I, you know, what am I observing in the teenagers? Like, what? who are the girls at that kind of age now? The girls in particular, right? But boys mm-hmm. too. And what are they starting to notice? And what are they focused on? And all that stuff. So, right. So how do we want it to be? So... I'd love that we, we, so we have this awareness around it, right? What drives us both crazy for different reasons about this new year, new you. (laughs) How do we want it to be? I said new year, same you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That doesn't mean in focus that we aren't always learning, (laughs) always trying to be curious about new things, but that you have an acceptance of yourself is what it means to me. And that you get to decide what you are and what you want to be. What does it mean for you? Or what do you want it to be, I should say? Well, I think that—I mean, I know a million things that I'd like it to be. And I, I will say that I sit in a much different space now, so yeah. that's part of the conversation. Yeah. But a deeper level of my issue with it around my own insecurity, lack of control, or perceived lack of control, you know, powerlessness, is that I also— have a very strong feeling that a lot of that messaging is by design, Mm. is an intentional system to keep women playing small. Hmm. Again, just my own perception of it. It's shrinking. It's keeping women in competition. It's fitting a mold and putting a lot of focus on that instead of I mean, I said this the other day, if I had all the time back that I had spent focusing on making my body a certain size or looking a certain way to feel valuable, I could like speak four foreign languages. I'm sure of it. (laughs) And again, that's my journey, but I don't feel like it's unusual either. And I mean, I'm still, you know, we still read things about, you know, women's experiences in the workplace and you have to be attractive, but not too attractive. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. your sexuality comes into play. And there's so much, and you can't show nipples on Instagram. Like, everything about women's bodies is so policed. And it's just, it's maddening sometimes. So part of it is is that I feel there's that extra layer underneath. Still all the, also my experience, but that it's so much more insidious than just, you should lose weight. Got it. So I'm I'm sure that experience is not shared with anybody else listening to, to this. No. I feel like that's something again, many women, but also men, but mostly women feel and can that can resonate with them. In fact, as you're saying it, I would suspect there are wherever you're listening in your car at home at the bar, 
you're probably just on a hell yeah, Allison, you know, experience. So knowing that that thread is out there for folks, like how did you, when did you first remember hmm. kind of noticing that? You mentioned your childhood and some of that, but this messaging stuff is what I'm, because it feels like it's getting more and more severe, right? Mm -hmm. Or more and more prominent. So when did you start to really notice that, do you think? You know, it's funny. When you asked that question, the first thing that popped into my mind was the first time I even started managing my body, and this is totally not purposeful, was because I grew up in a house where my sister was always smaller than me, just by biology, you Mm -hmm. know? So in my childhood, I was always a bigger kid, not by because I ate extra desserts or, you know, Mm -hmm. just by body type, you know? I always was othering myself in that way from the beginning. And then when when I played sports and you find yourself, like, not running as fast as someone in a timed race or, um... You know, you go to the pool and you're, you know, trying out for the swim club. And and you start as a girl, like when you start developing, and I think that was an issue too. And you start getting hips and you're like, wow. Yeah. So it started early Mm -hmm. for you is what I'm hearing. Yeah. And I love your phrase around othering. So see, when I think, when we think about othering, all kinds of things then flood my mind, right? I think we other, (laughs) everyone others themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? So if, in their own special ways. In their own special way. Yeah. So for me, it was my height always. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm about six feet tall, which served me well with two older brothers and sports. <laughs> but I always felt outside of my family, who is also mostly tall people. Mm-hmm. We've let a few short people marry in, and we love them. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that for my sister-in-law in particular. Um, and we and we kind of joke about that, but the truth is that has always been really hard for me to hold. And because I was tall, but like you, I wasn't, I've never been super thin. Always had the Indiana farm girl build, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which again has served me well in lots of settings. But the othering for me started in that space and I was taller than everyone in my class and I'm a shy kid. Now everyone Mm -hmm. can see me, and I just want to hide in the corner. So I think that's a great phrase you used around othering. So I I think a bunch of light bulbs probably went off. When did I start doing that? When Mm -hmm. did I start noticing my differences and comparing them versus accepting them? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm still, like you, still on the journey to try to do that, right? To accept versus compare. It's so interesting. That's the default setting, not, wow, Look how, look at our differences. How exciting is that? Exactly. Oh, what's wrong with me? That's why we're here. We're going to change that. Yeah. So I love that. I wonder what it is that drives that. That I mean, it's probably a lot of things, right? The culture, what we see, what gets held up as ideal or not. Because I don't think it's in all cultures. No, I I would totally agree with that, actually. That just... Like brought another light bulb on. Uh-huh. I definitely noticed when I was overseas for an extended period of time this summer that the media images are not as uniform and standard in the country I was in. Mm-hmm. You see older women and families, and you just don't see like 15-year-old, big-lipped, 
you know, small-hipped yeah. girls and everything. That was not the representation in ads. Interesting. And you, but you, and it's what's striking to me is you notice that. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if I would notice that. Maybe I would. I don't know. I love that. Yeah, and I don't know if I noticed it because of my mindset around it, that it was like, wow, yeah, look, a pretty woman who looks like she might be my age <laughs> for once versus that I'm just so ridiculously weirdly focused on that myself and maybe other people wouldn't necessarily notice it. It's very interesting because that, that has to be a dynamic, right? Also, just your what your family reinforces, mm-hmm. right? Then you get into school and those things, like you mentioned swimming and right. swimsuit. So, yeah, we're just going to have to change that. We focus on how awesome, look, our differences. Together we can cover right. a lot of ground. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So one of the things that when we first brought up this topic, we wanted to just talk about because we don't really hear women talk about it openly. Do you? I'm not in the, with my friend, Jeff, but I mean, this isn't a topic of conversation that feels safe for a lot of people outside yes. of your... Is that a fair statement? I think out, yes. I think outside of your immediate circle, and I think it's, I think it's more safe to say, "Oh, I can't have dessert." Or it's the negative stuff, mm. not how are you accepting yourself today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ew, ask that again. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's socially acceptable to say, "Oh, you know, I'm saving my calories for wine," and you know, everyone relates to that. Or, oh, I'm keto. I can't have bread today. And mm-hmm. those conversations are perfectly fine with. Yeah. And know, those land with people differently, right? For mm-hmm. some people, that's like, fantastic. Great. Right. No triggering at all. Right. With me, I'm like, ah. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> because sometimes already. when I'm in those modes, I really am like, I need your help. Please don't push the bread on me because mm-hmm. I'll eat it. <laughs> you know? So that might be right. a motivation for announcing it. But. Yeah, it's interesting. No one ever says, hey, I'm really happy with my thick hips, and I actually am going to have two pieces of pie tonight. Give me the whole basket. Someone go, oh, yeah. (laughs) Pay more bread. (laughs) More bread in the corner, please. Oh, my God. That's Um, so true. So, yeah, but I do think just the acknowledgement of it for me feels important, right? Just to know that those triggers are there. So Mm -hmm. if you're feeling them— we're with you. If you don't, we're with you too. Mm-hmm. You know, just to acknowledge that and to be able to not shy away from it. Or like you said in one of our conversations, like you're not crazy, right? We're getting all these. It's being bombarded on us. Mm-hmm. And how do you want to choose instead of just feel like you have to react? Right. Does that make sense? Or yeah. is there something more there? No, I, th- I think that's that's. I think that's the first step is to not react and just choose and choose to say, I'm not going to let that change how I'm feeling about my body today or change the fact that I'm going to, I just ordered a piece of cheesecake. (laughs) But I also love the thought about getting to the place where you stand in front of the mirror and you're like, yeah, this is good stuff. And you just feel yourself and, you know, believe in that and aren't just yes. trying. I mean, trying is the, the first step for sure, but I love I mean, it. honestly, do you know how long it took me to build this muffin top? <laughs> right. I mean, this is some, some this hard work. Is serious, serious hard work. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Just being able to look in the mirror and find 
acceptance, not criticism. Mm-hmm. Starting with you, forget how it lands with everybody else. Starting with us, that feels like where my work is, at mm-hmm. least. I don't know where yours is, but yeah. And you know, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like I'm at a place now where I do feel that way. I I feel like probably since about 45 that I am really at the height of my acceptance of my womanliness and all the parts of me that are just who I am, um, you know, my thick ankles, my mm-hmm. that it just is who I am and I'm okay with it and actually love it and flaunt it. And I feel good about some of those things. I will say, though, that something that just came up for me as you were talking about accepting it and embracing it is that about a year and a half ago-ish, I sort of completely stopped working out. It kind of came to a screeching halt. And I know a couple of my friends have experienced this. We've talked about it like, and I've always been a person that's liked exercise and had a variety of different things I was doing at one time or another. But it really occurred to me that I got really tired of hurting myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I was just done with hurting my body in the name of health, mm-hmm. which is sort of how it was feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I was sick of being sore. I was sick of pain. Like I really am having an epiphany about that. I think that I just needed to figure out how to treat myself a little differently. And maybe that was sort of the beginning of this, <laughs> my hiatus from really strenuous exercise. Like I just needed to stop punishing my my body for a while. I think that, I mean, that resonates for me. I mean, having all the old sports injuries I have, there's a limitation to what I can even Mm -hmm. even expect of my body. But also, I I do also remember feeling a shift of I just want to be, I want to be moving and active. Mm -hmm. I'm not really trying to get to a barbell weight. (laughs) Or, you know, like, for me, it felt more like a shift away from the competition with myself because I've always been mm-hmm. in competitive spaces with sports and stuff. Um, and I, again, I love that that works for people. That is really motivating. And I think, you know, that exercise for a lot of people is a great stress relief. So, again, no judgment around that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also really healthy that you're listening to the voice that says, this doesn't feel healthy. And you get to choose right. that, Right. right? And for me, that's the big takeaway of our conversation today as we've had it leading up to this is is just that it's choice. You have the power to own yourself Mm -hmm. and to just trust that and not let others dictate it to you or pressure you or magazine cover you into stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I love your noticing about that. That Mm -hmm. feels powerful to me. That's interesting you say that because I have been, you know, an athlete and competitive and I mean, crap, I played roller derby. I ran the mini. But the idea of, like, going out and pushing myself to do more miles, more miles every week, I'm like, yeah, I can't even wrap my head around it. And I used to do it for fun. Yes. I think I just got, like you said, my body was like, shh. Yes. Like, this this isn't what you need anymore. Yeah. Let's just shift it. You know, on a totally opposite end of the spectrum, it's why we also don't go out to bars at 11 anymore. We're already in bed. Fair enough. (laughs) Things shift. Fair enough. (laughs) And that's, I think, the important thing is how do we, because this is what we're always talking about, right, is it's a constant journey of awareness Mm -hmm. so that you can have the space to hear your voice, that you trust it, and that's what you choose to take action on, not 
other voices outside of you. So I, lo- I love that right. message. So, right. uh, so what we hope today is that if this has resonated with you or, or uh, any of the messages are really starting to be and feel unhealthy or unmotivating for you, that you just get quiet and listen to yourself and what feels healthy for you. And if that is New Year, New You, fantastic. If it's New Year, Same You, fantastic. <laughs> but that you embrace your power to own your space. 